1: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just 897 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Drafted
2: is a production of TreeFort Media, Clutch Sports Group,
3: and iHeartRadio. I always want to hit someone else rather than someone smack me or something like that. Getting tackled is definitely not fun. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome
2: back to Drafted. I'm Steven Johnson, and this is the 10th and final episode of Season 3. The 2021 NFL Draft has officially begun, and linebacker Hamaka Rashid Jr. is watching the first round at home in Chandler, Arizona with his family.
5: I'm like racing, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a run, I'm running, like I'm in a race, like when Hamaka was pushing me to run, and I'm like, I'm to go home, that's what I feel like. And
2: this is my first time sitting still, so I haven't been sitting still. Hamika's mom, Misha McLemore, has been busy preparing for the draft party. So busy, in fact, that this is the first moment she sat down and thought about what this all means. This is when all those sacrifices the family made come rushing back. From checking in with Hamika's tutors and coaches throughout high school, to driving 22 hours straight to get him back to Oregon in time for practice. To keeping his spirits up during all those difficult days in college.
5: I can't even explain, y'all. I said it's like having a baby for the ones who have babies. know so what that feels like in reference to it, in, in reference to it when you have the first therapy, I feel like that right now, like it's an automatic experience. I can't explain it, but I'm trying to calm down, but it's bracing.
2: Watching the 32 first round picks can be stressful for any prospect in their family. But it's especially tough for a guy like Hamaka, who genuinely could be selected at any point, anywhere in the draft. He's as big a wild card as anyone due to the up and down nature of his college career. So when the first round ends without Hamaka getting a call, he goes upstairs disappointed. Here's one of his younger brothers talking about the end of the first day of the draft.
4: The first day, Hamaka didn't get drafted. He took off his uh, his little headset or mic thing, and he went upstairs. So I was like, I wanted to say something, but I was like, I don't want to say anything because Hamaka's kind of crazy.
2: <laughs> his little brother was probably right to avoid him at that moment. Hamaka explains how he was feeling.
3: First day, you know, I'm just waiting just thinking, like, waiting to see if my command going to be called. And I watched um, a lot of people, you uh, know, pretty much my agents and stuff like that is just telling me, like, we need as much uh, edge rushers to go on first day. Than you're then you're coming. So I'm just thinking, you know, let's some more people come off. But, you know, they're telling me just waiting to other people um, get off the board. I'm like, why can't they just call me? You know, it's pretty easier just to call me rather than wait for other people to get picked off the board. I'm just thinking, like, Talk to the Ravens all day, every day, the draft day, and decored to everyone. And I'm, like, I'm just like, hopefully, I'm like, just call me, just call me. And at that point, you know, I'm just pissed. And then I end up, I just took my mic off, and I went upstairs, and I was hot. I was just mad.
2: Hamako will have the whole night to stew until rounds two and three begin in the morning. And that's exactly what happens. He and his family continue trying to make sense of why he hasn't been taken yet as they make breakfast and wait for day two of the draft to begin.
6: I was hot. I was like, watching it. They called somebody else's name. and good? I'm over here like, okay, that's gotta be another position. Same position. I see the same position, then, then I'm hot. I'm over like, man, that's some bullshit. bullshit.
7: All right, no, I'm gonna like so
6: I see them do no? this shit. I'm like, look at, I'm like, oh, hell no. Oh, that's bullshit. Damn. I'm, dang, I'm over here pacing.
5: And I'm over here stressed <laughs> out. And I, I already
3: knew that. Took that mic off and ran upstairs. Right. I was hot. Well, I know. I was like, he hot. Let me, let
5: me, let me
3: Every person we talk to, you're like your first round guy. But you sit here and get a guy that has nothing nothing close to what I've been, you know?
5: But at the end of the day, if you're going to go where you're supposed to go. God means- has a plan for you, yeah. He has a purpose for you. He's not going to deliver your mail at somebody else's house. So where your mail is supposed to come to, it will make it to your address.
2: Hamica's mom, Misha, gives him yet another pep talk, just like she did when he started at a new high school his senior year, and when he didn't get to play during those first few seasons at Oregon State, and even when he got COVID during the past season. Throughout it all, she always believed he'd get his chance. The only question is When? In the mountains of Big Bear, California, cornerback Cam Bynum watches the start of the second round with his friends and family at their rented lake house.
4: Right now would be a great time for somebody to prank call me. I can't even lie. That's my said! But please don't, though. I actually, don't. I'll be sick. Come on, call my phone, somebody. Somebody call my phone. phone I will be dying all practice. You tell me. You tell me if you want to drive me. Ah. <laughs>
2: Despite the obvious mental strain of waiting for a chance at fulfilling his hopes and dreams, Cam is actually joking around to keep the mood light. And that's because he's always like this. He explains.
4: So, like, football, a lot of people see it as, like, super serious and hard and all that. But I I go out on the field having fun. It's like, it's everything I do actually like a movie. Like, this is, like, super fun. I shouldn't be playing football for a living or I shouldn't be be able to, I should be scared to jump out of a plane and, and do three backflips out of a plane and skydive, jumping off cliffs in the waters. That stuff you see in movies and crazy stuff that's like super fun that a lot of people would be scared to do. So that's that's the, my whole, everything I do, I try and make it fun. I should be scared of doing all that. But the fact that I'm not, I'm like, yeah, this is a movie. This like this doesn't happen. This isn't regular. So that's my, that's my little catchphrase. Do it for the movie.
2: He lives as if all of reality is a movie, one that happens to star Cam Bynum.
4: All right, got five corners off the board. We good, Uh, happy with it. Obviously the more corners I go early, the more chances I go early, but overall I'm not tripping where I go. So I'm just happy and blessed to be here. So it's going to be a movie, deuces. As they
2: continue watching the draft broadcast, Cam roots for the highest ranked cornerbacks and safeties to all get drafted. That would move him up the board and increase his likelihood of being picked earlier.
4: Okay, come on, a couple more picks. Come on, that's good. I'm I'm rooting for them to just leave. Come on. That's all the clout people off the board. I got four more. Give me the Niners. Just people hitting me saying, we're trying to get you today. We're trying to get you. Packers hit me. uh, Chargers hit me again. Packers hit me. The Chargers hit me. I'm like, what a trigger? What a trigger?
2: Day two of the 2021 NFL draft officially comes to a close. As both Cam and Hamaka wait for their names to be called. Only one more day remains. With rounds four through seven taking place on the final afternoon. Cam says goodbye to his friends and family, inviting them back for the last draft day.
4: Thank y'all for coming. Love y'all. Okay, there you go, nice and simple. Day three, day three, day three, day three. Day three. Day three. Tomorrow's for sure the day, out of anticipation. Uh, four, fifth, six, seven, so four rounds. I thought it'd be today, honestly. But it didn't happen today, so. All right,
5: I'll see you guys in
4: the Say it again. Love you. Bye. I thought the Chargers today, because they hit me last night talking about we need you in LA, but didn't end up happening.
6: This
4: uh, where I'm supposed to be. I ain't even tripping.
6: They
4: don't matter, I'm gonna be strapping regardless. So day two is done. Motivation. BZ Cam's
2: spirits remain high. This is a movie, after all, and he's confident this one has a happy ending. Meanwhile, in Arizona, Hamaka isn't feeling quite as optimistic. He shares his feelings after sliding into the later rounds of the draft.
3: Second day go by, I don't get picked, no, I don't get a car. I'm mad. I'm just, like, just super disappointed, man. I feel like, uh... You know, I had a lot of people in my house. I just felt like I was just disappointed and embarrassed at the same time. You know, like, like these people, I'm seeing people get drafted with like no names and like, it's just, it's just irritating. Like, how do I go from a first, first team on American and now all these people are better than me. You know, that's what really like made me mad. Clutch sports agent
2: Demarius Bilbo elaborates on that inner struggle players like Hamaka and Cam face when falling in the draft.
8: So the hardest part is really when that ounce of disappointment sets in, you know, just getting a guy over that hump. And it has to be quick. It has to be a quick turn. It's like, look, bro, we got we got next round. We got tomorrow. We got... The next day, you know, and this this is a, a, a lifelong, you know, period of work that's kind of crumbled into three days on a weekend. And it doesn't always happen how they want it to happen, but look, you do have an opportunity, and, and that opportunity is, is, is going to really shape how people look at you down the road.
2: That opportunity he talks about comes from being picked late in the draft, signing as a free agent, or proving yourself as a practice player. The draft doesn't always end the journey for players who don't make it. How they respond and what they do next matters almost as much as when or where they get drafted. Just ask sixth-round pick Tom Brady or all the other late-rounders who went on to become NFL legends, like Deacon Jones, Bart Starr, and Raymond Berry. This is why Damaris wants Cam and Hamaka to know that the only thing that matters right now is the beginning of day three.
6: All
4: right, Mike is on. We rolling. Day three of the draft. It's about to be a movie. It's guaranteed today. We'll be right
2: back.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
2: Cam Bynum sits in Big Bear, California, surrounded by friends and family waiting for someone to give him the opportunity his agent, Demarius Bilbo, talked about. He's still feeling confident, even as he watches another corner get picked over him in round four.
4: Yes, sir. Another one bites the dust. Anything. Anything. It all depends on where I go, honestly.
2: Cam's willing to play any position on any team. He just wants to get out there. Who who is it?
4: Oh, another DB. Oh, we chilling. We good. I don't
1: know. Was he on any of the boards?
5: Yeah, he was. Okay. Hello? He's a terrific ball
4: player and I like to value and all. Hello? Hello, my I
5: speak to the camera, please.
4: Yeah, this is me.
9: Hey, Cameron, this is Pat Roberts with the Minnesota Vikings. How you doing?
4: I'm doing great. How are you doing? <laughs>
9: hey, I think we're going to get ready to turn in, uh, turn in your car here. But um, what we're going to do is I'm going to dial you back from another number And then you're going to be on, a, on a, like a Zoom or Teams meeting with our general manager, OK?
4: OK, I don't know if I caught everything you just said, but we'll get it done. We'll get it done. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna call in like ten seconds. All right, all right, I got you. We got, no, we got no. Hello.
0: How
4: you doing? The Vikings. Ready to be a Minnesota Vikings? Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, what we're going to turn you
2: in is, and I know our coaches talk to you, we're going to turn you in as a safety,
4: okay? Let's get it. I'm going to be the best safety in the league. Let's get it.
2: We're going to, uh, I'll have our coaches call you after we get off this phone. Watch your name coming. Uh,
7: scrolling across. Congratulations.
4: Thank you, guys. Appreciate it a bunch. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh my gosh. I love you guys. life, <laughs> dude? I work for this, man. let go. work for this. You did it, baby! I work for
1: this, man.
4: Oh my gosh, I work for this, man. Pretty
2: too much. Wife it is The Minnesota Vikings have officially picked Cameron Bynum with the 125th pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. Here are his parents, Curtis and Jennifer, on how surreal that moment felt.
4: When he got the call, I, even though I. I knew it was coming, I still thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought I thought he was messing around with everyone. And then I was like, okay, maybe he's not, but originally when I saw him looking at his phone, I'm like, no, nah, he's joking, I'm not falling for that.
0: Yeah, I'm glad he put it on speakerphone so we can all hear him say, this is coach. And Cam, Cam was just so excited.
4: <laughs> the
2: only thing left now is for the selection to be officially announced on the draft broadcast.
6: And with the 125th, fifth- fourth round,
3: the Minnesota Vikings select Cameron.
4: Yeah! <laughs> Let's go! Yeah! Let's go! you Work, i work. love you. Y'all put in hours for this. Now you're about to go be great. Y'all were going broke for me to work out. Oh, my gosh. All work. You did it, too. All work. I'm so work. proud of you. I did it a thousand times.
2: Cam's hugging his parents, talking about the extra odd jobs they picked up to help pay for his football camps and trainers, all those five-in-the-morning workouts they drove him to, the recruiting operation they helped him manage, all the sacrifices they made over the years to get them to this point. Here are all three of them again, describing those overwhelming emotions.
4: That's when it really felt real. Once they said it on the TV, and when when I, yeah, when they said that, I was just crazy hyped, and I was pretty emotional too. I was, I was crying. It's probably me and my mom, honestly. I, yeah, I, gonna, I didn't think I'd I cried as much as I did, but yeah, it was it was both of us. We we were competing for who's gonna cry the most.
0: <laughs> just seeing everybody there just celebrating his accomplishments and everything. I yeah, I was a crybaby. So I was it was really emotional. Really emotional.
2: <laughs> Back in the cabin, Cam's phone rings once again.
4: Hello. 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 Thank you guys. Brown What do you
5: mean
2: That's his longtime coach and trainer Anthony Brown on the phone. Coach Brown elaborates on what it meant for him to see the high school kid who couldn't even get on the field for the JV team develop into the professional who just got picked by the Minnesota Vikings.
7: Saturday morning uh I call Cam, tell him I'm coming up and I look at my calendar. I'm like, oh crap, I got a kid. I got to train this morning at nine o'clock. So Cam is that big bear. So I'm training this kid. Uh, and I'm like, he's he's 13 years. So I finish I finish up the training with him. As I'm finishing up my training with him, I get a phone call from Cam, you know, that he's been drafted. But it was other people that called, but when I got on the phone with him, It was one of those things where I just broke down. He didn't hear me crying on my side of the phone, bro, but uh, it was just, it was just, it was so unreal. And I swear to you, for about 20 minutes, I'm sitting on the couch, just crying my butt off, man. I couldn't couldn't stop crying. You know, it was so emotional because you watch this kid that only people betted on him was him, his family, and me. You know, and you see him being drafted to the NFL and you like, you know, you, you think it's going to happen, but him being drafted, putting the countless hours, uh, you know, overcoming all the odds of to where he's being drafted in the fourth round to the National Football League and ended up at the Minnesota Vikings is, man, is you know, this is special. And it's and it's something that you you know you you can't take, you can't take away from him and his family because the kid did it, and he did it the right way. <laughs> it's it's a blessing that this kid was able to, and, and along the way the support that he picked up on the way is it's it's remarkable that this really happens, count by. And I just. And I just praise God that it it happened to him because he he deserved everything that's going to happen to him and his family. He really deserves it.
2: After Cam finishes doing interviews and media appearances, he records one final message before heading down to the lake where the celebration
4: will really get going. All right, so this is my last little voice message for a little bit. I'm about to go jump in this lake. Uh, Finally doing my interviews. Had like five of them already. Did all my calls, so now I can finally go celebrate with the family. Everybody's outside waiting for me. So I'm about to go jump in the lake and everybody's doing it with me. So, yep, thank y'all. God is good, God is great. I'm a Viking. With that,
2: Cam goes outside and gets ready to jump.
4: So after I get drafted, I was like, okay, we're off the lake. We're in We're in Big Bear in the cabin right off the lake. So it's like we got to do something that we're going to remember forever. And something that's going to be super cool to capture on tape. So we can't just sit there and just jump and be happy. And now just chill around looking at each other. Just feel like, all right, I get drafted. We're jumping the lake. All of us are jumping the lake. Uh, so they're like, uh, sure, I guess it's your day. So we're doing it. So all, all my family, we, we planned it. After I got drafted, I had to go up there, go upstairs, do a couple of interviews real quick for Minnesota. As soon as I came down, had to speak through with my song playing, and we all ran down to the water and jumped off the dock. And like all, all my teammates, we all did back in the water.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
6: Amex. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the paramount plus with showtime annual plan offer ends July 14th subscription auto renews restrictions apply the
2: third day of the 2021 NFL draft is still underway in Chandler Arizona Hamaker Rashid jr. watches round four come to an end there are only three rounds remaining And he still hasn't gotten his phone call. But his mom, Misha, refuses to let him or anyone in the house feel down.
5: God's not gonna give you somebody else's door or a blessing. He got your own blessing on you. And you're gonna take it when it's your turn. No matter what else somebody else got or whoever else got drafted, you're. Your blessing is there your is blessing. Like Arbae said, we are at the one percentile. Only one <laughs> people experience where we are today. So the fact that we here and all the people that was on your comporter team and they ain't here, God has opened that well, door. And you've been through too much adversity. You can never be jealous of what somebody else have because you don't know what they had to go through. Just like whoever hate me, like you don't know your story yet. They don't know your story. They don't know the adversity that all they're going to see is where you are. They don't know what you went through. we here, Kyrie. we here. Yeah. That's right. we here. God, yeah, we here. Glory. Amen. God,
2: boy. As round five ends and six begins, even Misha begins to struggle with her emotions. Here she is again, describing her mental state as the final two rounds continue flying by.
5: It was to me like a death and it was like a death. And now the baby at the same time, like what in the world just happened? I would not have invited all these people over or had all these people come thinking, this is the bottom line. And to pull him out the tree the first day, like, okay, come back down. We're gonna get through this. So the first day it was rough for him. So I'm like, hey, you gotta come back down here. This is just the first day. So then he came back down the second day. Okay, we get through the second day, the third day, he was just, you know, we all were here for support for him. Gonna get through this. And then he was still okay. I was the one that fell apart. Like, I did get drunk, he was still okay. I was a wreck by then. I was just like, it was a very emotional.
2: Hamaka's father-in-law, Chris, also weighs in on the emotional burden.
6: My husband wanted to say something. I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> trying to feed 30 or 40 people for three days and trying to make sure everybody ate,
7: Pass <laughs> something to drink. My AC bill
5: doubled.
6: <laughs>
2: Basically.
5: yeah, it was very expensive.
2: Meanwhile, Hamaka tries to process his free fall into what is now the seventh and final round of the 2021
3: draft. I think I just fly. I'm just, I'm just like, wow. I'm just watching. I'm just hoping for a call. No matter what, like, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Why am I not getting drafted? And honestly, that's probably like the biggest disappointment. And I want to say I got I feel like I just got egged on. Like people are just misleading me thinking, acting like they're going to draft me. And I'm seeing what kickers and punters get drafted before me. I'm like, what is going on? And that's probably what makes me mad the most. Like, you don't act like you're going to draft me and don't draft me. You end up drafting a different guy in my position. And that's like, wow, okay. And I ended up getting a call. Somebody called me and they were just like, yeah, um, I heard that they're getting the right receiver, but we'd love to get you in free agency. It was like, I was like, wow. I was like, that's tough. Like, I'm thinking this is the call, but they're telling me like, yeah, uh, we could get you in free agency if you want to come here. I'm like, okay.
2: The calls Hamaker receives are teams saying they'd like to sign him as a free agent after the draft ends. No one ever calls to say they are drafting him. It's a heartbreaking weekend for a player who had first-round aspirations only a year earlier.
3: Honestly, for a lot of teams like me, but there's no way we're pulling the trigger. And that's what like, I really don't understand still. But overall, I would say it's a disappointment.
2: Rookies always say the biggest change from college to the NFL is the speed of the game. And that's true with the business of football as well. Before the draft even comes to an end, multiple teams text and call Hamika, expressing their interest in signing him after it's over. And as soon as a final pick is announced, they start
3: making offers. as soon as their last pick goes in, you know, people are calling or they're calling me for that. I think the Raiders called me before the or the sec after the Jets. Um, I want to say the Patriots or somebody, a lot of other people text me and call me. And they're just pretty much like, yeah, I believe you can uh, make the team and you'd be a great fit here. And you pretty much just like, okay, you either say yeah or no.
2: The race to sign undrafted players often becomes competitive and can even turn into bidding wars where sometimes the contracts end up higher than those signed by guys drafted in the sixth or seventh rounds. Here's Hamaka again on how quickly it all unfolded for him.
3: I want to say the Jets, the coordinator text me, he's like, I think you have a great upside here and you can play and end up going to the Jets. And at this point I'm a Jet, and you know, so at the end of the day, you know, somebody saw something in me. And, you know, I'm going to work my butt off to make this team and become a starter or anything around there.
2: Here's agent Demarius Bilbo again, describing how he sees this Wild West free agency process.
8: Well, it's actually frustrating because, you know, teams use that as a scapegoat. And I get it. They only have so many picks. They have so many positions to fill. And I know inside those rooms, you have a plethora of people fighting for different things. You have Defensive coaches fighting for defensive play and offensive coaches saying we have to address this need and you'll start getting those calls. Um, Hey, some teams will do it before the draft even starts before round one. They'll say, hey, if your guys to go undrafted, you know, it's kind of like dating. But uh, you start to get frustrated with the teams that say, oh, we wanted to take them in the fourth. Why didn't you take them then? (laughs) I don't want to hear that after the draft is over. Like, who cares? You know, we had a high grade on them wasn't high enough, you know, because he's hitting here. You know, so it's that frustration that kind of sets in. I got about 15 teams that called and was like, I don't know what happened. And again, in my mind, I'm pissed. I'm pissed for the kid. But then you start to look at roster. You start to break things down and say, if in fact he's not drafted, where's the best fit? You know, where does he fit in? Well, scheme-wise, he gets to go into a place that's, unbiased on draft and they're just looking at potential and talent and that's when you have to push the emotion to the side and say what are we going to do best for him in terms of scheme fit in terms of team you know things like that
2: hamica signs with the jets almost immediately after the draft because he fits their scheme on defense and it's a team where he has a good chance to make the roster and to get playing time. So now, once again, he stares down a daunting path in his journey. And once again, he's ready to prove to everyone what he can do.
3: A lot of people were texting me, happy for me going to the league and getting assigned uh, to the Jets. Now I just took that as like, yeah, I'd rather you stop telling me congratulations when I haven't made it. You know, I'm saying? So like you're yeah rather you tell me I work harder than congratulate me because I'm not, not where I am, where I'm supposed to be. I'm not where I want to be.
2: Coach George Hawthorne, who worked with Hamica at Chandler High School and later became one of his mentors, has seen this all before. He's watched hamika face adversity from the day he met him all the way to the end of this year's draft.
10: Because he had already been down those bumpy roads and those roads with the detours and the roadblocks and, and the things, uh, he was able to handle that much better than some, some of the people that hadn't been down those roads. A lot of people have only encountered success on their journeys, So when they come to the first obstacle, they don't know how to handle it. Well, the good thing about him, he's, he's been up against these types of obstacles before. He's had to face adversity throughout his life transferring schools, you know, having to overcome the obstacle of not having the grades and having to really, really buckle down in school and getting his grades together so he can go to Oregon State. He had to gain weight in order to be a college football player. So he's, you know, where he is, where he's sitting is not an unfamiliar, unfamiliar situation. He's been there. He's been there many a times. He knows how to overcome it. He knows how to work through it, you know, and I'm really looking forward to the journey of him working through it and proving to. You know everybody in New York and everybody in the NFL and everybody in the country that he he can be one of the best in the game.
2: Another mentor, Coach Russell Scott, has also been by Hamaka's side throughout this journey, and he knows Hamaka is as prepared as anyone for what comes next.
9: Yeah, he's had to endure. You know, um, Joseph was thrown into a fiery pit by his brothers. You know, and and, and came out as a king. So. I believe Ham is going to do the same thing. He's had to endure a lot. He, the, he had the, the wreck rug pulled out from underneath him. And he, he's had to face adversity a few times in his life. And it's prepared him for this position that he's in right now, I believe. Even with the the divorce of his parents, that takes a, a, a toll on kids. You know, uh, sometimes they blame themselves for their parents being divorced. And so, You know, I I think what we're going to watch is a success story uh, because of what he's had to endure all of his life. And I I try to encourage him not to look at these things as a setback, but a setup for what's next in his life. And I I think he's going to be ready, uh, you know, to to take this next step.
2: Hamaka recognizes the familiar position he's in. He stood at life's crossroads many times before. He knows there are nearly 500 undrafted players currently in the NFL, and that he has the opportunity to add to that number. He's ready to fight his way onto a roster, and eventually to the top, once again.
3: I feel like I'm freshman, sophomore year, going to like, you know, Oregon State State. I gotta work my butt off again to show, you know, people. Just like in high school, it's always the same. It's the same road. It's
2: a different journey. As the NFL season progressed, Hamica has made the Jets practice squad. Des Fitzpatrick is also playing the practice squad for the Tennessee Titans. In Minnesota, Cam Bynum is beginning to get playing time at safety, while Kellen Mond works as their third string quarterback. Alex Leatherwood and Devonte Smith are starting for the Raiders and the Eagles. These six players beat impossible odds and now have the chance to pursue their dreams at the highest level. They're facing an entirely new challenge against the best athletes in the world. Welcome to the NFL. Drafted as a production of Treefort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeart Radio. The executive producers are Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Eric Salat, Eric Weiner, and Sean Tatone. The series is produced and written by Eric Weiner. Garmay Mamalou is our coordinating producer. Coral Silverberg is our associate producer. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer. The show is mixed, edited, and hosted by me, Stephen Johnson. Additional production help from Tim Schauer and Haley Mandelberg. For transcripts of the show and more information on Drafted, go to treefort.fm. And for more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.